0: Point eight seconds, Charles Barkley, Johnson, around his man, drives, to
1: One run through a fucking
0: wall <laughs> <laughs> we are jamming this morning ladies and gentlemen good morning welcome to the sun's planet podcast where three fans from around the globe bring together all of sun's planet let's go so we are giving sir Hamo a week off this week but we are killing it with two darths here this morning yes first we have returning the man who wants to say luca i am your father jake how you doing
1: <laughs> doing well ma'am how's it going uh yeah i'm, I'm excited for this episode uh, cuz the season's here finally and we're adding a little bit of jam into the planet so it's going to be a good show
0: hey, Amen. we've also got the real darth here it's mr voina john how you doing
2: well i don't know mates i just i just be bus and garbage south of sydney and such so who the hell that boyd
0: in here <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, i'm doing fantastic Got a little jam peanut butter and jam this morning uh you ever have those first thing in the morning zoom calls at work that's what this feels like. So uh, I'm going to do my best to stay as focused as possible. I'm not try to answer e- answer email on the side. You know, do some wordle. I'm a- I'm going to be locked in for this one because fuck. We want to synergize else. as a team because it's all about synergy. synergy yes. yes, there's no I in team, guys, but there is a me.
0: <laughs> exactly. I bet there's sure, at least one
2: family, of- but it is all about the bottom line.
0: <laughs> i bet there's at least one of us it's that crazy co-worker with no pants on the zoom you just can't who says TV. i'm wearing pants right now maybe it's you maybe it's jake <laughs> maybe it's all of us i don't know but uh yes the season is finally here most of this episode will be a season preview but we are going to quickly wrap up the preseason first was there anything that stood out to you about the preseason, john Yeah, I just think the synergy,
2: you know, the synergy was tight uh, for this Phoenix Suns team, something that obviously we were all sitting back all summer with wonderment. How was this going to work? How were not only the, the big three going to operate on the court, but the majority of the assets that they've brought in that have never played together, but synergized they were four and one in a season that does not count. But I was highly impressed with numerous individuals from Jordan Greatwin, to Yuta Watanabe, Chimetsi Metu is a surprise, and there were some disappointments in people like KBD, Nasir Little. So uh that's okay. That's that's the other thing that we have to understand. All of that, that that's okay. It's okay if we're not all synergized. Uh, I just need bull bull to go CHR on their way out.
0: Amen. Jake, did you have any thoughts? Are you there?
1: I am sorry, my internet is not uh, the
2: best here, so I I might. Yeah, you look
0: a little uh, not quite 4K there, bud. No, somebody neither. was
2: checking their emails in on wordle come on get with <laughs> it guy uh actually i did
1: i did pull up a website that was what are the most common sayings on zoom calls so uh i'd like to thank everyone for coming today um <laughs> and also while you're here go ahead and smash that like button hulk smash it as uh the sun's geek would say uh but no uh to echo kind of some of uh what john had talked about yeah uh there are there some definitely some surprises uh i think uh josh akogi um looks a little bit more improved than what I last remember. I mean, I, he, Josh, I never had a high bar for Josh Akogi, but um, there was a lot of uh, thoughts about whether or not he'd be able to compete for that fifth starter spot. I was one of the people in Yuta's camp for a while. I know there were some KBD folks out there, and there's certainly some Eric Gordon fans. And really, of course, it's going to be more about who is uh, finishing the games as opposed to starting. But I have to say that uh, it looks like kogi has got that uh, fifth starter spot locked up. And uh, I was listening to Suns Jam uh, not long ago. And, yeah, who's going to be taking on the Jason Tatums of the world? That's going to be Josh Okogie. And he's going to be roughing up a lot of the, uh, you know, opponents' uh, top uh, offensive shooters. And I think he's going to do a great job at it.
0: Not according to Bill Simmons. But, uh, you know, what really stood out to me, you know, I was not a big fan of the DeAndre Ayton trade when it was made. Didn't quite know how the two guys, the two main guys that we brought in would fit in. Didn't expect to really like these guys. But I am loving these guys so far. First, you have this man.
2: So flush, savage, slam, dunk, rebound with the sound of this welcome Funk. Bosnian beast. From the
0: wide, wide east.
2: We have the How did you guys find that? Is that a literal thing?
0: It is. That's a uh, a Bosnian band that made that song a few years ago. Wow! And, uh, they like make all their music free on Spotify and everything. They're I think they're called uh, Dubioza Collective. So um, they're actually a famous Bosnian band. Make sure you check them out. They're pretty I'll good. Ch-
2: I'll, I'll check them out. I'll put them on my playlist. I'll add them to my two K twenty three playlist. Uh, what, what what's the name of the band again? It's
0: Dubioza. I think it's D U B. I-O-Z-A, Dubioza Dub- Dubioza collective. Collective I O Z A Dubiosa collective, like Dubiosa collective with it. a K. I like, collective like with it. A K. Yeah. I like that. But uh, we brought in the Bosnian beast, and you know, on offense, he's been a perfect fit. He's doing all the little things that D A just would not do. He's a great passer. He's not only been great feeding the guys in the half court. He's been great for us getting up in transition with all his outlet passes. He's been getting the rebound pushing it up his basketball iq is so much higher than deandre ayton's was and uh you know he's just doing all the little things we'll see about the defense but uh he's been great so far and then you know i did not know what to expect from the other guy i was not sure i would like this guy but uh here's the other guy we brought in
1: and you'd be scary
0: oh oh i you are asking me can i be scary what do you think of this? Well, that's uh, Grayson's drop. We brought in Grayson Allen. Shout Thought out to he...
1: Josh again on that one. That's a fun one. I appreciated that.
0: Yeah, we might have to add a little more audio with his name or something, but that yeah. is a great, great drop. That's
2: got to I mean... terrify people driving also. It's like, wah! <laughs> it's, going, the season. is the season. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. I do listen to podcasts in my car sometimes. But, me too,
2: uh, all the time. And sometimes, you know, even when I, I'll re-listen to the Suns jam session, I'm like, ooh, I got to bring uh, the, the audio level on that down because that just terrified me. I just hit an old lady, but she shouldn't have been standing there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's been great. He's been so great in the interviews. We haven't seen anything dirty or bad from him at all so far. And he's one of my favorite guys on the team. I love Grayson Allen so far.
2: Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic, I think uh, it's going to take time. You know, th- we did see the positives. We also saw the negatives. You know, One for 11 in his last game against the Lakers. You know, the, if you talk to some of the Portland aficionados, they'll tell you that he looks like Shaquille O'Neal one night, Kwame Brown the next. And that's just something that we have to be prepared to absorb as Suns fans. The one thing I'll give him credit for, is the fact that he stayed engaged, kept trying, which I know sounds kind of like I'm encouraging a kindergartner. You know, oh, well, you kept trying. They're proud. I'm proud of you. You know, you didn't shit your pants. But at the same time, it's that level of engagement that we've meant to, m- been missing from the five for five seasons now, where there's just a consistent level of give a fuck. And that's what mattered. Physically, he's going to be outmatched by numerous members in the NBA. There's going to be guys like, Anthony Davis, which is a unicorn, really, but other guys who possess the athletic talent to uh, just beat him on the boards, beat him uh, offensively, and he's going to have to find ways to strategically make himself a productive member of the offense and the defense, but at least his give a fuck ain't broken, and that's something that matters to me, don't you think, Jake? Well, exactly. You know,
1: it's funny because uh, when you were like encouraging a kindergartner. Yeah, I don't want to encourage somebody to get blocked by Anthony Davis five or six times in a game. Um, But I do. Yeah, there was those moments, of course, with D.A. and and I'm I'm still on the D.A. team. Uh, Not that like. I like Nurkic here, and I'm a Suns guy. But I like I haven't like completely abandoned Da since he's gone to Portland. i so, I still hope for good things for him. He's but definitely we, we more saw... talented,
2: right? He's definitely well, yeah, more talented. I'm, we know I'm that. still in
1: that camp. Yeah, but um, no, exactly right. Where you know I think a few plays would you'd see Da maybe put a the you know ball in the basket a few times, and then Monty would say something like, "Oh, you know that's not that's not Suns basketball." And you'd see that in the second half that they'd move away from him. He would become disengaged. He would stop being the player that we hoped he could be. And uh, you're not seeing that with Nurkic right now. Nurkic knows he has a role to play, and it's to set guys up, set screens, uh, get the assists, get the rebounds, play tough interior defense. Perimeter is going to be a little difficult for him. And maybe knock down the occasional open shot. And honestly, without Beal, without Booker playing last night, he was essentially the second best offensive threat. I mean, probably not. He was the second best offensive threat from the starters, I guess that's not a role he's going to have to fill a lot. So I'm not expecting him to go one for 11 really more than maybe a game. <laughs> two well, and this also, season.
2: And also to that point on the court, when he, when DA, if DA was going out there and getting his ass blocked, he'd also have CP three and Booker yelling at him about it. Yep. Like, come on, man, be smarter. That's not the right shot. Get it out. I mean, we'd see it on the court and, he would be like a dog with his tail between his legs and and then fade off into the weak side on defense. And offensively, he'd kind of reluctantly set a screen and not roll as hard, where it, it's multiple factors that led to DA not being as productive as he did. And I, I don't want to turn this into a whole DA conversation, but definitely a more talented player. But from a basketball IQ standpoint, as Keith stated, Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic is like, in high school and D.A. is that kid in Gardner when it comes to sheer basketball IQ. He, there's things that he understands. There's things that he sees. There's things that he is watching plays develop instead of being reactive to them. And, and you see that in just the short snippet that we've seen with Nurkic playing. He played in four games this preseason. We've seen that IQ on the court, and it's already been impressive thus far. Right, Keith?
0: Yeah, you know, the one game they've played head-to-head so far, Nurkic thoroughly outplayed DeAndre Ayton, so I think we won the trade already, right? That's how it works?
2: (laughs) It's over. We don't have to pay attention anymore. No, it's every game that Nurkic does well, we've won the trade, and every game that he plays bad, we clearly lost it. And that is the roller coaster that we'll be on this entire season. And it's good, bad, or indifferent. That's what it is. But again, as content creators, it's great for us. So, yay. Ooh, I just wonder, should
1: we have drafted Luca? I mean, can we go back to this conversation real quick? Because I that's really what people tune in for, right? Is, yeah. Uh,
0: Who let like, this guy on here? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> My hey, you, you,
1: you hire me to
2: keep him out of the club. That's the important thing.
0: That's true. That's true. But uh, you've let some riffraff in already. So we're going to have a little talk about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you should let him in and then just let him OD on Coke in the back corner. Like... Just keep feeding them, you know, just bags of that sweet nose candy. (laughs) Kyrie Irving in the corner with him being
1: like, dude, the earth is flat. You don't even understand. I'm from Australia. (laughs) I just walked here. After you go to the West, after Perth, you just fall off. It's how it works. Yeah, it's science. (laughs) Makes sense to me, man. Glad we're on the same team. (laughs)
2: I, that's how I imagine those conversations. Going. I completely imagine that happened in the back of the Boom Boom Room. Like, that's what's going on back there, <laughs> you know? Right. And then, Keith, Keith, like, what's your role in the Boom Boom Room? Are you, like, the bartender or, like, because so we like got the bouncer D. here. He, oh, so he, you're yeah. the matrix.
0: Okay. Like yeah, I'm just chilling, you know. I'm just here for the vibes, man. I'm along for the ride. I, Everyone have I'm Everyone so episode. high. I don't even know what's going on, man. You're the
2: one who's bringing out, like, the bottle of hypnotic.
0: There you go. Yeah, there you you go. got with
2: the hypnotic the spark product. Yes. Yeah. I'm...
0: All things to all people. Whatever you need, man.
2: <laughs> don't don't say that to Luca. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know a guy that we'll see if he's back in the boom-boom room anytime soon or not? That's Ish Wainwright. He was cut the other day. Frank Vogel said they might try to bring him back. The Suns media team on Twitter deleted their goodbye post. Uh, what do you think about Ish being cut uh, there, Jake? I, I'll
1: be honest. I'm not uh... – well, first off, I don't know if you guys knew this about Ish Wainwright, but he did play football at one time. And, Never uh, knew and that. It, it, apparently, like, he played football, Like soccer. I, I think something like that, maybe footy. Uh, but uh, footy. It, yeah, he, he played some sort of other sport. And that, at least John, you've actually been to the games. Now that you're in like media row, right? Do they give you a piece of paper with like the media talking points for each player? And and did it just say Ish Wainwright, football player?
2: <laughs>
1: because that's <laughs> that's, think- that's what that is what every national game. Would be like, and uh, Phoenix Suns ish Wayne Ride checks into the game. You know, he played football. Yeah, did he play football? Yeah, he played football. He looks like he played
2: football. They made right, it to three. you upon arrival, and it literally just has his Baylor football stats. You know, did you know he had 75 receptions back in yeah. 2019 for the Baylor Bears? Well, now you do. 2.2 uh, yards a, a carry. Well, he did play fullback. That's a power position. That is great, a power position. Great <laughs> pancake blocker. Uh, <laughs> d- you didn't see that coming, did you? You know, wait till you see him set a screen. It's like a pancake block.
1: Yeah. No, I, I wish uh, ish wish I wish, wish ish, I wish ish uh, <laughs> I wish ish would uh maybe get that uh, two-way uh contract that third open uh two-way that we have um if we couldn't find somebody else I mean I You know, I think as Suns fans, because of that decade of, of, uh, you know, despair, um, we sometimes get a little overhyped about these two-way contracts or these guys that are drafted, you know, very early in the second round is this guy's got to be something. Um, So I I don't, you know, I think Ish is what he is. Um, He seems like a great guy. Personally, I would like to see Big Sauce come back. (laughs) Uh, The odds of that happening. Probably just above zero, um, but no, I, I think Ish is one of those probably good locker room guys. They like to have him around. He's a hard worker, and that's the kind of people you want at the end of your bench. I mean, it, and those are the people you can get to play at the end of your bench. You're not going to get somebody with a lot more um, skill set than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that Ish Wainwright is gone doesn't hurt my feelings. He was duplicitous. He's somebody who, great guy, great locker room guys. you said, their fallen founder, but at the same time, From a skill set standpoint, what did he truly bring? Not a great three-point shooter, uh, a a decent screener. Just because he has wide shoulders doesn't mean he's a physical player. He's not an overly physical player, at least from what I've seen over the past couple seasons. Great guy. I don't even think the Suns fill their third two-way with him. I I get that they've deleted everything and all the breadcrumbs are saying that they will. I don't think they should. Knowing James Jones, knowing that you have a third two-way, something that's new, I think that that's something that you just hold on to and you wait for the right player at the right moment. Ish Wainwright isn't going to give you anything. Like Saban Lee is going to, you know, give you unfortunately some some trashy minutes here and there if need be. Uh, I think Yudoka Azubuki will give you some physicality and some rebounding if you need to throw somebody out there for five minutes and get some rebounding. I don't know what Ish is going to bring, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I just I-, I loved Ish when he was here, but I don't necessarily we don't need him on this team.
0: Well, he won the Dallas game for us last year, and he is probably the best interview on the team. So personally, I hope he's back. I think he's better than the guys on the two ways right now. I think he's better than uh, Keon Johnson and Bull Bull, but we do have to cut one of those other guys. So who do you think the last cut will be, John?
2: Please be Bull Bull. The difference, and Keon, I think, has more upside than Ish, and that's why you keep Keon over Ish and Bull Bull, because he has upside, he has market value kid's like what 22 years old uh he has the ability to score uh uh, in all three facets of the game so i think that even if he's not going to be somebody who necessarily you give minutes to he's the throw in in a trade if need be just like he was in the uh, acquisition that brought him here so i would say hold on to keon johnson send bull bull back to the fucking circus man
0: you agree jake
2: (laughs) yeah uh
1: no, I do. Um, you know, who was that player that um, uh, was a brief uh, – he had a brief stint with Phoenix, um, and he was kind of uh, the darling in college basketball. He stole a, a, a big game from uh, Devin Booker once. Oh, um, uh, the kid from BYU. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jimmer Jim Never Furnette. heard
0: of him. Jimmer Furnette. Yeah, Furnette, yeah, yeah.
1: yes. To me, that is the Bull Bulls uh, situation yeah. right now is that um so I you bring up. in – Exactly. You, you bring in Bull Bull, like you bring in a jimmer a, a with the expectation that you're going to sell some extra tickets that you did not plan to already sell. Um, you know, the, everything I've heard about Bull Bull so far in the preseason is, well, the crowd got excited to see him in. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's I think where this his ceiling is right now is, um, you know, if, if the crowd, if, if we started, like if, if he was on our team and and we started crushing a team by 25 and we kind of took our own crowd out of it, then it would be good to put bowl bowl in for a minute to kind of wake everyone up, give them that cup of coffee. um And, uh, and then sit him back down because he, he is, he is not ready for prime time. I don't expect him to be ready for prime time. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, John, you make the point. Uh, Keon is still on his rookie contract, so there's still that expectation of, ooh, he was a first-round pick. That means he's got potential, and there will be teams towards the end of the season that will say, well, we traded this guy, uh, so and we got this guy back from the Suns. And, you know, he's a young player. He's a young first-rounder that you know just maybe hasn't had the right opportunity yet. They won't say the same about a bull bull, because then if they bring in a bull bull kind of like us, it'll be like, well, maybe our fans will be excited to see this,
2: this guy, he's not he's not the Wemby stopper, let me put it that way. Kid. You know how like when Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, they have like the glass shattering music? When yes. Bull Bull gets up off the bench and he enters the game, it should be like <laughs> It's
0: just it's
2: it's it's a clown show. Again, like no disrespect to him, but complete disrespect to him. I just, I can't stand bull, bull. <laughs> I haven't been a part of this. You know, the, the, uh, I was on PHNX last night, uh, yesterday, and Flex is like, are you part of the bowler coaster? I'm like, fuck no. Like the, <laughs> the bowler coaster is like, have you ever been to the fair and there's a roller coaster there? And it just, every time it goes by, you hear the people screaming and it's not because they're uh, they're enjoying themselves because they're fucking terrified. And, and it's creaking and you hear, you see a screw go flying off. That's the bowler coaster. There's no appeal to it whatsoever to me. He doesn't have anything from a basketball standpoint outside the fact that he's tall, that he can contribute to a team. He's not physical enough. He's he's uh, not quick enough to be a perimeter defender. He's going to get, he can't set a screen because he's just, where his hips are, when you go to screen him, you just kind of bump into him. He's like, ah!
0: <laughs> yeah well, the main... and, and, yeah oh ahead, uh, Keith
1: I was just gonna say you know I, I think with uh uh what uh, what do we call them now John uh crank banks uh uh d- the crank
0: drew yeah. banks drew banks the, hu- uh,
1: the, the huge crank <laughs> with the huge crank uh no I I was a little nervous with um our interior well our our, our bigs our bigs and and our defense on yeah, uh pulling a big and is horrible on perimeter defense. I I'm think Metsu hard, I think? showed a little bit more um, perimeter ability uh, on defense. And Eubanks is not a total statue. Um, Nurkic is better offensively. That's why he's going to get the start. Um, but uh, I feel more okay letting Bull Bola go because of what I saw from Metsu and uh, Crank Banks.
0: Yeah, for me, it's the defense. I don't think... <laughs> Bo bull can guard anyone in the NBA, so nope, it's universal. I would get rid of him. But for the guys still on the team, there's going to be some interesting rotational battles this year. We know the big three are going to have a lot of minutes. We know Nurkic is going to be the starting center. We know Eric Gordon is going to play a lot off the bench. His minutes are safe. But uh, we have some battles. The first battle is the small wing or the perimeter defender between a Kogi Grayson Allen and Jordan Goodwin. Who do you see playing the most job?
2: Uh, Kogi. I mean, he's going to be because of his skill set as being a lockdown defender around the offensive firepower that we're going to have. You have to have somebody out there who is a defensive anchor, who can uh, guard the point of attack defender. And due to that sheer fact, I think that he's going to get the majority of minutes. I think that, you know, when you look at somebody like a Grayson Allen, uh he has some of that skill set. He's got he's got you know, he I call him our fuck shit up guy. He's a fuck shit up guy, and he will get minutes sprinkled in with some of the starters at times, but just due to the fact that a is gonna be somebody who Frank Vogel goes into his boom boom room and and touches himself to it's uh it's gotta it's gotta be a You know, he's gonna be stroking it to a all all season long because he loves that kind of player. Uh Keith, the answer is uh Oh, could you blow me? Um
1: <laughs> Josh Okoge, yeah, no, hundred no. percent. That's exa- that's exactly what Vogel's gonna be calling him in the boom boom room. Um, but because that's exactly what he does is I, I think there's still again, and I mentioned this on a previous episode, uh uh where it's there's going to be moments where other teams are playing us and they're playing well against our team. And they're all of a sudden it looks like Durant, Booker, and Beale can't buy a basket. But then it's gonna be a kick out to a Josh Kogi type player who's going to hit three threes in a row or, or a, a three and, and just uh strip, uh, you know, strip steal a couple of times and a couple of runaway dunks. And then, and all the fans are going to say, who the fuck was that guy? Um, because they will have no idea about Joshua kobe People still don't know who he is. Bill Simmons does not think he's apparently even a real player. Uh, he is our number one defender. That's not a bad thing because he has bought into being the number one defender. That's what you want. Devin Booker, good defender um Nurkic good defender Josh Okogi wants to be our best defender and he's going to put a ton of his effort into doing that and it's going to be very exciting to see so uh, i like what i saw with Goodwin too he's got a little bit of that same ability Allen mm-hmm. is going to be i think he's going to be more that Booker Nurkic a good defender but you're not going to like all right you go get him and like stop him that's going to be the Akogi role and uh, and Goodwin on um, if Akogi has you know a bad night
0: I think they're all three in the rotation. I wasn't sure if Goodwin would be, but with how he's played in the preseason, okay. I think he will be, at least in some games. We're going to want that defensive intensity. You know, he's a guy who had six steals in 20 minutes. We're going to need that at least at times. Uh, but I'm actually going to go a little bit off the beaten path and say Grayson Allen on this one. I think Akogi may start more games, but just for the purposes of minutes, I think Grayson Allen's going to play a little bit more than a Kogi. And uh, one of the reasons I say that is because, you know, if any of the guards miss a game, I think Grayson's going to fill in for them. I think he's going to get some minutes that way. And I think it's really going to be a timeshare. But, you know, Grayson is definitely a better offensive player. We saw not only can he hit threes, but he can drive to the bucket a lot more than I thought. So I think Grayson's going to play a lot. But uh, the second rotational battle we have is the big wing with a power forward backup between Utah, KBD, and Nasir Little? John, how do you see that one shaken out?
2: It's Utah. I think you look at the fact that him and Kevin Durant obviously uh, come into this season having developed a rapport while they played together in Brooklyn. KBD and Nas still are trying to find their way uh, and understand who they are and where their spacing should be in this offense and defense. So Utah just due to the fact that he's a microwave coming in off of the bench, you know what you can get from him. And he's shown us probably a little bit more than we've expected uh, on the defensive end, on his rotational uh, acumen and his i overall knowledge of the game. Whereas KBD, I think that he has more physical tools and talents, uh, as does Nasir Little. I mean, that guy has an amazing upside. And so why they might possess more athletic ability, I think that, Yuta, due to his transferability and cohesion with the team displayed thus far through the preseason, is going to be the person who's going to be uh, again. Fans are going to go nuts for this guy because he's going to come in, he does it the right way. He and he reminds me of Heinz Ward, just always smiling. He's got that shitting grin walking around. Like, there's got to be a a picture of somebody just like dunking on Yuta and he's just smiling up at him because he's he has so much fun out there. And you love the players who have fun, whereas like with KBD, you feel him thinking. It's like watching somebody take a test and they're stressed out. And you're like, oh, come on, man. I we'll want you to do good on this. And then Nasir Little, he just kind of looks like lost. He's like out in the woods somewhere. It's kind of like, oh, fuck, I know my way home. Uh, I'm smart. I have a compass. I just have to get there. Jake. Yeah, it's. <laughs>
1: Shoot yeah you to the shooter i mean uh, it, it's 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 Yuda. it's 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 shooter mcgavin um you know kbd is white co- yeah
0: <laughs> You yeah, know, well you know
1: to a degree <laughs> uh uh you know uh, what but I, I i'm i'm colorblind so i don't see it um uh, you know like michael scott would say co- collar blind. um <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, Yuda, I- exactly what you said. And, and Keith, so that, I'm going to disagree with what you said earlier. Um, uh, the best interview, I think, is actually Yuda the shooter. Because uh, catching him at uh, the uh, – uh, media day, where they're just like, so you know, what are you doing here? And John, you're exactly right. Just immediately, just starts smiling like you're asking me a question. Well, let me tell you something. My girlfriend doesn't like me because all I do is come home and sleep. He's like, I'm <laughs>
2: lazy. I'm
1: like, exactly. I'm you. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, my job is to go in and look for the open three point shot, and uh, and that's and he does it. Like, so that's well. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Go in de- for the three shots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's definitely the most cuter But, uh, you know, I I agree. It's definitely Utah. You know, he tries hard on defense, but uh, he's in there for his three point shot. And uh, I think he's going to hit a lot of them. You know, KBD and Little were both disappointments in the preseason. We expected more out of them, especially KBD, who we thought might fight for a fifth starter. But he's probably not even in the rotation now.
2: So bringing it back to the boom, boom room. So Yuda's up at the bar, just taking shots. That's what he does. And then like KBD's the guy in the bathroom who he, he's awkwardly standing there trying to give you like a towel. And then you ask him for like uh, some gum because he's got gum and, and little knickknacks. And he just is kind of lost trying to figure out where it is. Like, dude, it's right there. You know, and then Nasir Little. He, oh, damn it. That should be Nasir Little. All right, I'll come back. a <laughs> Little like guy that. in the bathroom at the club, yes. but he doesn't know how the, the the rope and bucket chain
1: toilet works because we decided yeah. to go old school, classic. Oh yeah, no, you I guys like are chic. Yeah, you are yeah.
2: chic in that boom boom room. I'm surprised this is just not an outhouse out back across an alley. Like you're right. that old school. You're like we're right. making it feel like it's the old west. Right. We got Hamo
1: in there telling people to wash their hands, but he's trying to like kind of coach up Nasir, being like, you got you got you to pull the chain thing.
2: No, yeah. Hamo's like, this is how you take out the trash. <laughs> like you, have to, it. you have to double bag it That's right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Hamo that was more of like a John Lennon impression I'm like, the Beatles back in Liverpool we had to take out the trash Paul McCartney was a cunt
0: <laughs> and you know the last rotational battle that I see is the backup bigs it's Drew Eubanks versus Chemezi Metu versus Bulbul or whoever else might be on the roster John, how do you see that big man shaking out?
2: Well, I mean, easily it's Eubanks. He's he's easily the most skilled big man that we have besides uh, big Nurk there. He knows how to play behind Nurk, which he's done for the past couple seasons. He's going to get plenty of opportunity because Nurk will be in foul trouble. So expect to see a lot of the crank in the first half of games as Frank Vogel is trying to protect him from himself. And when he gets that first, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, Golden State, dude, this is how this game's going to play out. That first. We're going to be so excited that first tip's going to happen. Goal, you know, We'll get the ball, we'll score, Golden State, and they'll just attack Nurk. Every time that we play Golden State, they acute, very astutely attack our weakness. And our weakness is going to be Nurk when they have athletic people. And Kevon Looney is more athletic than uh, than Nurkic. So we're going to get Eubanks right off the bat. So he's easily going to win that position battle. Metu, I, I do see playing, and I kind of see him as like my 10th, 11th guy in the rotation, but I don't think we're going to see as much small ball five as we think. Again, it depends on foul trouble. It's going to be Nurk. It's going to be Eubanks. They are the, the guys who are going to carry the load, uh, and I think that we will see uh, We'll see probably more Azubuki playing the five than I think Metu. Depends on who the opposition is, how big their interior is. Metu obviously has the ability to play a stretch five, can pull some people away from uh the interior which is something that Frank Vogel likes to do a little bit of that five out offense if you will but i think it's easily drew banks with the huge crank out there and he's in the boom room room just talking about it and he, when he stands there and 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 you're sitting down he's standing right there you're like dude get that bulge out of my face <laughs> Yeah, i would
0: not mess with crank banks man
2: heck no crank banks i, I swear that, that nickname
1: sounds like something that like uh, a teenage boy in like the early 2000s had like he's like i'm saving this for my crank bank um <laughs> that, that's gonna be you banks is that we're saving him we're, we're hey we're gonna save the second half for the crank bank um and that's gonna <laughs> be him so it's um no it, so with I, I, t- I t- actually totally forgot about as as a as a bookie, as a Yeah, I t- completely r- forgot about him for a half second. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I, I agree with you on the, the small ball five changeup. Uh, that was another thing that uh, was mentioned on a bill Simmons podcast. Um, you guys showed us on Suns jam was that they thought Kevin Durant was going to be playing a lot of five. And I just, I hope not. I don't want to see him going up against it's uh, not 2016. Yeah. He, it's, it's, he is going to. I'd rather see him <clears throat> playing against a three, a small forward, because again, he can just jump and rise up over somebody. He's long enough to try and uh, stick with a lot of guys. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see you know Joker or Embiid taking Durant into the post and and taking him out uh, uh, of our rotation for a few games. I don't want to see that, but I do want to see a Metu, a Eubanks, and a Nurkic just using every foul they've got. Like using their bigger bodies to say, okay, these guys are going to be the finesse shooters, the the Booker, the Beal, the you know. I, although they're actually pretty good at driving and, and drawing fouls. Which
2: have you guys noticed? We've been going to the foul line
1: quite a bit in the preseason. Oh, big time! I was very Vibble. impressed.
2: Vogue's having them attack, man. This is a team that attacks. Now with Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, those are two guys. And Bradley Beal, obviously, those are three additions that are designed to attack the interior. It's not just Saban Lee out there attacking the interior like it was last (laughs) season. It's fucking fantastic.
1: Oh, and that's what's going to be so great to see is because those guys are fantastic free throw shooters as well. Booker, Beal, and Durant. But yeah, uh, we've got some big guys. Let's use that size to control the interior as well as we can. It's not going to be our strength, but we can use that kind of platoon, kind of like a running back by committee for a football team. Uh, We can use a center by committee, and we've got really solid guys down there. Oh, Oh, you're you're sorry about that.
0: Hit the wrong button there. (laughs) Trying to unmute my mic. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some savage slam dunks this year. You know, Nurkic and Eubanks definitely are going to be the main centers. Frank Vogel did say that he is going to go with, you know, a traditional center most of the time in one of his recent interviews. But, you know, Metu impressed me in the preseason. He hit a lot of threes. I think he definitely has a role on the team and in the NBA. And he'll play some when we need him to. And you know, he uh he definitely looks like a guy who would be hanging out in this room. What's the name of that, that nightclub of yours again? You talking about the boom boom room. Yeah, the boom boom room. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: in the back doing coke make that <laughs> make that happen
0: enjoying your first trip to the boom boom room john
2: yeah i'm feeling a little uh stop undressing me with your eyes guys this is awkward <laughs> eyes up here okay that's luca's mom okay she's a lot fine that's fine but she's you know respect me i'm not a piece of meat
1: <laughs> those eastern europeans can get a little aggressive
2: it's true. yeah
0: bushy <laughs> Amen. And, you know, that's one of the things people are wondering about in the Boom Boom Room is who's going to be aggressive? Is there any Bush? (laughs) No, no. Who's going to be aggressive? Who's going to pause or get into the first physical altercation of the year with our sons? Which sons player will get in a physical altercation first? John? I
2: I hope it's Bull Bull and he's still on the team and somebody just fucking... (laughs) oh he fall he falls for five minutes you're like jesus (laughs) christ man um no if if you're talking I, i think it's jordan goodwin i think that he has that level of intensity and somebody who's so focused in on being an irritant that it's going to it's going to frustrate opposing teams and there's going to be some player out there who's just not going to take kindly to the fact that uh that he's playing them three quarter court consistently. It might be Chris Paul in the first game because Chris Paul hates that, and that'd be a great way to just kind of say "fuck you" to Chris Paul is just deploy Goodwin on him in the second quarter and just have him be all up in his shorts the whole time. You know, the easy answer here is Grayson Allen because he has the uh, the reputation for it. But I'm zagging and I'm going for the guy who's going to most aggressively shave Bush. That's Jordan Greatwin.
1: You you zag, I'll zig, uh, because I'm going to say Devin Booker, uh, because all of a sudden he doesn't really have to balance that much out. He can really, I mean, we're expecting MVP-like effort from Devin Booker because his team is now truly his team. Uh, you know, what, however you want to look at the DA trade and all that stuff, it's clear Booker was involved in these decisions to say, hey, get Durant here. Yes, I think I can play with Deal. Absolutely all this stuff. He's got that kind of, you know, everyone likes to make the Kobe comparison. He's got that mentality that, you know, and we've seen it before where, you know, somebody calls a foul or something and the guy says, hey, wait. And he kind of stops, takes the ball and Booker will go and rip it out of his hands and start trying to play again. And so I think there's going to be a lot of frustration of we can't stop the Suns and Booker's going to keep the pressure on. When somebody wants to take a quick breather, and so he's going to just be like, "No, come on, I'm going to go run up the score on you right now." I think you're right. The easier ones are going to be a little. Uh, Grayson Allen is going to be a Josh Kogi. but Kogi's actually pretty nice for a guy that like gets yeah, up in chill. your grill a lot. Um, but Booker's the one that's like, "No, shut up. It was called a foul," <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, or, or you know, oh, yeah, there's out of bounds. Our ball. See you. So I- I'm going to go. I'm going to say Booker is going to. You know, it's not gonna be a physical knockdown. I'm not we're, we're not thinking malice at the palace, but I could see uh, some guys trying to throw their chest into him a little bit. It's gonna blow in their ear.
0: <laughs> well, Jake, I am going to call you jerk now because you stole my answer. <laughs> I was going to say Devin Hooker because he's so competitive, he's such a shit talker. Someone's gonna push him, they're gonna get in their feelings, but you know what? I'm gonna go with the other competitive. Guy on the team, the other shit talker, the guy that did the too small to Austin Reeves of all people, KD. I'm going to say it's KD. Someone will get mad at him since everyone you stole my mad at, Everyone gets <laughs> mad at KD.
2: I
1: was going to say, they'll, just,
2: they'll get mad at him, but it'll be an elite like, score. I'm just very frustrated with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like Austin Reeves said, like, well, what am I supposed to do? Can't, right. <laughs> like, can like that's Kevin Durant. You know who he is.
0: <laughs> the other people that are going to cause a physical altercation are the national media and all the people with their terrible takes about the Suns lately. So, Jake, out of all the things you've seen, who do you think is going to have the worst takes about the Suns this year?
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, so I'm totally blanking on his name. He's the long-haired dude that Tom uh, Green. Lo- no, he loves the Dallas Mavericks.
2: He loves Luca. Tom uh, uh, Green,
0: one of the Tims. Nick no, Wright.
2: Nick Wright. Thank yeah, you. Tom Rick. Green. He looks like fucking Tom Green. Oh, Daddy, yeah. would you like some sausage? Uh, yeah. But I always think
1: of Tom Green with the bowl cut, and 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 now that Nick Wright got the plugs, it, it's kind of more free flowing. You know, it's uh, but so yeah, I, I think Nick Wright's going to have a uh, a little harder time accepting the Suns are a very credible team. Everyone keeps talking about, well, how do the Suns stop uh, Joker and and the Nuggets? And and that's kind of where they stop. But I don't hear the same criticism of any other team in the West when comparing them to the Nuggets. Yes, you can make the argument that a Lakers group, because uh, Anthony Davis is a great defender, um, can stick with them. But again, we saw them swept. Um, So, and we, the Suns took them uh, and and took two two games off of them. So uh, I just, uh, I don't buy into this idea that we're not going to be able to compete against the likes of a Denver Nuggets. I think we're going to be extremely competitive. I'm picking us to win the championship, honestly, but I think it's going to be the Nick rights of the world that are going to sit back and just say, well, I didn't expect this to happen because you can't guard Joker and it's, well, that's okay. Joker can't guard any of us.
2: Jake, I'm gonna call you jerk because you stole my answer. <laughs> so I'm going with KD.
1: Choose Tom Green.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Nick Wright just annoys the little shit out of me because uh, he he's he's your hot take guy right now just for the sake of hot take. There's no validity to it. And, he, and to your point, even when the Suns are playing well, he's going to find a reason to discredit what they're doing. Well, uh, you know, they're on an 11-game win streak right now, but two of those games were against the Hawks. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, what about the two games where, you know, we went on the road, we beat LA, we beat Denver, we beat Golden State, and that's just that's just who he is, and that's how he exists in the sphere that is the NBA media. Uh, I don't, you know, I saw Howard in the chat says, Bill Simmons. Phil Simmons isn't anti sons. I just think that he is very pro what his takes are. So he's going to justify them by discrediting everybody else. And he's very, very uh, Boston Celtics based. I mean, that's how he came up. It's where he's from. So you could literally be sitting there and be like, Hmm, this Starbucks is delicious. And he's like, Jason Tatum. How would Jason Tatum drink that Starbucks? What would his order be? Like Everything just goes back there. So I don't think that he's actively going out to find narratives against the Phoenix Suns, whereas Nick Wright is actively trying to find narratives to discredit what the Phoenix Suns are uh, in an effort to try to pump up that shit that they have playing in Dallas uh, and that doughy boy who smells like shit uh, and has a massive bush uh, and a little winky and Luka Doncic. (laughs)
0: Well, you know who is trying to find out, uh, you know, anti-Suns narratives is the Nuggets fans and the Nuggets media. of course.
2: Of course they they, are. These guys are threatened.
0: They're so in their feelings. They're mad when anybody doesn't say the Nuggets are going to steamroll to the championship this year. Anyone that tries to give the Suns any love, the Nuggets fans and podcasters just jump all over it. And so I think that's who's going to have the worst takes about the Suns this year.
2: Yeah, they're just, they're threatened, right? Like, they just won. No one's sitting there. It's what we're going to learn after we win a championship this year. After you win a championship, it's not like everyone all of a sudden just like, well, i got to give you respect. You've won your championship, good sir. I tip my cap to, you, cap to you, and I say, have a good day. No, they discredit what you did, and they don't give you any credit going to the next season. And that's how the Denver Nuggets fans are feeling right now. They're like, hold on, but we're we're we're, we're the champs. And everyone's like... Yeah, but you were healthy all year. So, I mean, if we were healthy all year, we would have won too. And it's, the same thing's gonna happen to the Suns. Like, well, but you have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker. That's not fair. Fuck them. Fuck them all.
1: Well, and can we can we say that the 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 worst take that's carried by multiple people in the national media was that the Lakers had the best sweep. Ever, in- I've never heard this ever
2: <laughs>
0: in the history
1: ever.
2: of basketball.
0: They, tried oh, they, so were, hard. they were swept so good.
2: It was the, the
1: games closest were competitive. Get
2: the yeah, the like, fuck out of here. You
1: have to win multiple games to keep it close. I, 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 you were in each game and you lost every game. That's what happened, and so that's why I think the national media has a hard time with NBA media, or especially they have a hard time accepting non dynasty-like teams. They like Celtics. They like Lakers. They like the Warriors. It took them a half second to start liking the Warriors. But the Bucks won, and they're like, well, okay. And, you know, the Nuggets won, oh, okay. And when the Suns win, they'll say, well, Lakers looked fantastic in their loss against Phoenix uh, in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you know, the national media definitely has a lot of bad takes. You know, how bad are our takes going to be? Hopefully not too bad. Hopefully we're going to be more like Vicky Valancourt in this iconic scene. We're going to go down to the sidelines and our man, Lynn Swan. Swanee, what do you have for us? I'm with Vicky Valancourt who's taking over Bobby Boucher's water duties for this important game. Oh, I'm not taking over. I'm just trying not to screw up too bad.
1: Well, let me ask you this. What's your prediction for the rest of this ball game?
0: My dogs are going to win 30-27. <laughs>
2: That's very interesting. How'd you come up with that guess?
1: Guess? That ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be.
0: Okay. That's fine. Oh, be careful down this one. <laughs> and there's Bulbul, Kathy Bates in the background just being <laughs> there, a total <little> clown. <laughs>
1: i i would prefer him in that position yeah
0: Me amen too. but we're going to try to make some specific stat predictions about the season uh the first thing we're going to talk about is who on the suns will have the most average points per game and what will that number be john
2: i want to go with devin booker here and uh bright side of the sun check it out we're putting out our our predictions today and tomorrow, we put out a piece this morning and then we'll be putting out another piece. And I did say that Devin Booker would ultimately lead the team in scoring. Here's a question for both of you. Okay. Trivia time. What? Trivia time. What is, what is, uh, uh, what is Kevin Durant averaged from a points per game perspective over his entire career? Between 16 to
1: 20 shots.
2: Uh, just point, yeah, yeah, that's correct. You, uh, you listen to the that. last pod. <laughs> but what's the points per game total for Kevin Durant in his entire career? I mean, oh. You got to take into account the 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 rookie season, all that stuff. You know, injury mm-hmm. seasons. What is What is his average points per game?
0: 28,
2: 26. 28, 26. It's twenty seven point three. It's huh. fucking insane, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Like hey, that's man. literally that's literally insane. Every game he's played ever, averaged out, That's a to twenty seven. 0.3 points per game now think you know Devin Booker is 23.9 Kevin Durant's averaging over his entire career more points per game than anybody has ever averaged in Phoenix Suns history 27.2 is the number that's Tom Chambers Booker technically passed it last year but you don't give him enough credit because he didn't play in enough games but in 983 or I'm sorry 986 regular season games 27.3 for Kevin Durant I'm going with Kevin Durant, I'm going with that number. I say he sticks right to his season his, his career average 27.3 points per game.
1: Uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to swing it over to Booker. Uh you know, to me it's this is his time to shine and Durant's looking at it like he is going to be um, kind of the X factor, the, the, the thing that helps get it done. I think him and Beal are going to play a little bit more of a supportive role in the scoring, and it's going to be Booker. Uh, he, he will have to spend a little less effort um, kind of getting things done and kind of just can focus on putting the ball in the hoop because there will be times where Durant, a little bit older uh, in age now, will just look to take a longer uh, mid-range too, and I think Booker will look at it like he can he can hit the three, he can drive in, he can do a little bit more of everything and he's a little bit more used to doing that now, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the uh, assumed uh, uh, probably the popular choice, uh, uh, Booker. So I'm am changing I, am a jerk answer. Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I a keep?
0: <laughs> no, but if you know John's changing his answer, it's gonna be three for three, because I think it's gonna be Booker as well. You know, these guys are both so unselfish; it really could be either. But since KD's came in, we've seen Booker be the main guy. He did it in the playoffs. He was the best player in the playoffs, his so scoring average grades. Through this preseason, we've seen him take more threes, especially off the dribble threes. That's going to raise his number a little bit.
1: In making been, of them, that's the big thing for him. In actual it, games, making them was always a little bit of, more of a challenge for a Book.
0: Getting that toe off the line. Yeah, um, to that.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm changing my answer Because I was thinking about it the other day uh, After the Portland game, Frank Vogel said that he wants Booker Shooting more threes And given the fact that he's such an amazing shot maker And it's going to fit my narrative on the KD assist thing So I have to have Booker <laughs> score more <laughs> I forgot about that
0: So I'll say Booker 28.5 I think he's going to break our son's record And smash but it You mentioned assists That's our next question who on the Suns will average the most assists, and what will that number be, John?
2: KD, 87 and a half, taking it wow. over. <laughs> I think it's KD this year. I honestly do. I was looking at I, – I was doing some research on KD a couple days ago, and what do you think his assists per game were in the 17 games when he played with Harden and Kyrie Irving?
0: Seven. Jake? Ooh. Uh. Ooh ah. Ooh, ah.
2: Eight. Eight. Ah. Four point four. So oh. <laughs> I'm did never gonna be
0: very close. <laughs> Made up for that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I did the research. I was like, I- I'm just interested to see how it is when he has two other highly effective scorers on. Uh, and then it was, you know, four and a half. And you know, if you take a look again at his overall career, you know, KD from an assist standpoint has averaged four point three. So, but that being said, the back end of his career, he's been starting to really ramp up his assists because he's getting older. Uh, he's still gonna have the ability to score and be efficient doing so. And with the Bradley Beals and the Devin Booker types on the floor, I think that the gravity that Katie's gonna be because of his ability to score, he's gonna be dishing the ball. And the guys who's gonna be dishing to are just gonna be hitting it. You know, he's gonna pass it out to you to He's like thanks, and there'll be a bucket all day. So I'm gonna say Kevin Durant, I'm gonna say 7.1, which feels like a low assist total for a team leader. But I think that you're going to have a lot of guys, you know, I think Booker, Beal, everyone's going to be right around four, five, six assists. Nurkic might end up with five assists. And it's going to be an assist by committee because there's no traditional point guard.
1: Uh, I think by the end of the season, people will say, Bradley Beal, what a fantastic point guard the Phoenix Suns have had with 8.2. I'll give him 8.2 assists. Uh, But no, I I think Beal, you know, he's played point guard before, you know, because John Wall was not great traditional point guard either. He was kind of more of a slasher and wanted to get into the teeth of the defense. And Beal learned to create. He's done it before. He's going to do it with the most talent he's ever had. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. So I'm going to go with Beal.
0: Well, I love this because we have three different answers. I'm going to say Devin Booker. I think we saw it in preseason when he was in there. He was bringing the ball up and handling the ball most of the time. You know, before we brought Nurkic in, I was going to go really high and say, you know, like eight assists a game for him. But now that we have Nurkic in there, he's going to get a lot of assists. As you mentioned, Bill and KD are certainly going to get a lot as well. I'm going to say Booker with 6.8 is our leader. Definitely assists by committee. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about who on the Suns is going to have the most dunks this year? Jake.
1: It's going to be Joshua could you blow me. Uh, Joshua Kogi is going to be running and jamming and slamming. That's right, sir. Uh, And so uh, the advantage of going first. Um, No, but he he likes to go off and and jump and slam it in. And honestly, he's got great speed. Uh, He's got got a great – he he can really jump up high. And, uh, I mean, otherwise he's going to be sitting there trying to hit corner threes. And so he's not going to get a tremendous amount of opportunities – um, but I think it's going to be a Kogi a little bit more than the other guys because they're also elite at mid-range jumpers and
2: three-point shots. That the attacker is probably going to be a Kogi. That's a damn good answer, my friend. But I'll tell you this, man. Dang it, I was going to say that one too. Is is he a jerk to us, Keith? Is it like, what what what's going on with this today? Is he just because that is, was
0: going to be my answer as well? Yeah, that was going to
2: be mine as well. So, you know, this
0: other starters don't dunk much, you know. KD does some, but
2: well, I guess I'll change my answer. And uh I guess that pl- play that drop I just pulled up down there. You
0: see that? Okay, one
2: second.
1: Not the only one, but show the best Bradley. Boom, boom,
2: I'll go with Bradley Beal, ladies and gentlemen. That's how. That's he's going to have the ability to uh, attack the interior coming off screens, have so much space that he doesn't know what to do with it. And he's going to be just jamming at home. So, and he's in, he's the most talented dunker we have on this team, right? Wouldn't you say that Bradley Beal is?
0: Who's the most mm, talented dunker? Like I was say, a brookie, bold, bold? Technically, yeah, uh, technically,
2: I mean, technically. Yes. Cause that's the only way he scores. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or, you know, the guy that Howard says, you banks, and I guess I'll go with that with that with my answer, you know. JB still a, a jerk. <laughs> maybe a Kogi will fall out of the rotation or something. If Eubanks is playing a lot of minutes, if Nurkic is injured, Eubanks is definitely gonna have a lot of dunks. And uh the last statistical category we want to talk about is three-pointers. You know, out of the guys that make at least one three a game, or out of the guys in the main rotation that actually shoot threes. Who do you think will have the highest three-point percentage? Don't have to give a number, but who will have the highest percentage, John?
2: Katie. Have you guys played with Katie on two K? Did you guys play two K? Yeah, okay. I Are you back playing
1: two K again? Yeah, I thought oh you
2: and Lissy took a a long sabbatical from. I I, I did, but with this room. team, with this team, it's, like I had to, like I had, to, I'm like this team. Is you a had to play game. with Bull Bull. You had to. No, I have him on my reserves. I refuse to play him. <laughs> Everyone says how great he is in the video game. I'm like, you're I am trying to automatically substitute. You're like, no, no, no. I literally like, cause the timeout, t- take him back. Out <laughs> take <of the> <laughs> uh, but Katie is unbelievable from three in this game. And every time, like, like I'll be playing a game and, and I'm down like six points. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to run a play where it's either a high pick and roll Katie on the perimeter and just go around the screen and hit the three or just hit me, hit Katie in the corner. Uh, yeah, Katie is unbelievable from beyond the arc. He's going to have all the opportunity and he's just going to be stroking it out there. Like he did over, uh, LeBron James in that preseason game. I mean, how beautiful was that Katie over LeBron James, just a beaut. I'm like, when he was taking that shot, when it was him one-on-one with, with LeBron, I'm like, dude, take a three and make it, take a three, and make it. And the, the dude abides.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to see Keith, if, if I'm a jerk, because, uh, the person I'm going to go <laughs> with is, um, you are Eric. Just kidding. It's Utah Watanabe, um, the three-point king, man. And uh, I feel the jerkiness coming. But uh he was elite shooting in Brooklyn with KD. You, you can't you can't guard him if you're gonna have Beal and Booker and Durant out there. So to me, it's gonna be Utah out there, and he's easily gonna knock down one a game uh for the prerequisite of of hitting this category. So yeah, I think he's gonna be. You know 44 percent from three i mean i think he could be absolutely automatic uh when he really gets going
0: yeah i i think it's definitely utah you know he's our (laughs) cam johnson fucking jake Uh, is just
2: giving out wedgies and taking lunch money you jerk
0: (laughs) yeah he's taking all my answers you know charles in the chat also says it Hey, man, To me, it's Utah. And uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. You know, our last segment is going to be about, you know, <clears throat> how many wins and how many awards the Suns are going to win this year. Uh, which Suns do you think might get some awards or some kind of recognition this year, John?
2: I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with what everybody says. Every time you bring this up, the, the, the awards don't matter, man. Like it's just, it's all about the chip, man. That's all I care. Fuck that. I like the awards. Uh, I think that you're going to have Devin Booker is going to be a first team, all NBA player. I think Katie is going to be a second team, all NBA player. And I think Bradley Beal has an opportunity to be a third team, all NBA player. I think from a defensive standpoint, we're not going to get anybody on those first two teams, uh, which is fine by me. Uh, I, I, I'd like for Nurkic to all of a sudden be like a second team, all defensive center. Like, wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Um, I think I've already put my money on Devin Booker for, for MVP. I really think that this team is going to outperform what a lot of people think. Uh, and th- the narrative we're going to hear all year long is we're fucking eviscerating people is, yeah, well, we got to see in the playoffs, you know, this is a regular season team. And you know what? That might be true, but we, you you have to get to the playoffs going through the regular season and i think that devin booker as ryan Rossillo said on that bill simmons podcast he's got some motherfucker in him and he wants to go out there and he wants to destroy you and he has people around him and uh that are gonna take a lot of pressure off him we've seen it in the preseason albeit against some subpar defensive competition but the spacing that he's gonna have is fucking ridiculous couple that with the fact Frank Vogel wants him to shoot more threes. His scoring levels will be up. And he's going to be leading a team that's going to have the best team record in the NBA. 52 and a half. Like, I have them at 56-26. And I think that that's going to be something that you're looking at the best player on the best team. And he's going to win the MVP. There's going to be narratives out there where Giannis is going to be doing his thing with Dame out there. uh, But I honestly think that if we're talking overall awards, I think Devin Booker wins an MVP this year. And, like, it scares me to say that. It scares me to say that. Because I'm afraid I'll be hurt. <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, uh, I think with take that jerk, I, I did see I did see some very generous um, uh, Vegas uh, odds um, that, uh, and so I may or may not, uh, because uh, I don't advocate gambling, but um, uh, <laughs> I fucking do.
2: Would you? <laughs> Why not? I got I got money on the Penn State Ohio State game, like once because they're not here, an official sponsor of Suns Planet
1: yet. No, um, we'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, but no, I have Booker as the MVP. I have uh, Frank Vogel. As what odds did you, of you. get of that? Gosh, what did I get? Was it plus three thousand? Oh, I got it like plus eighteen hundred. So okay, uh, it it might have been something like that. Uh, I think Eric Gordon is my sixth man. Might have been the better payout then. And uh, yeah. Um, but here, he, here's the, here's the hot take one. Um, let's see, wait, do they still have the hustle award? Cause if so, Josh Akogi is going to get the hustle. They award. Do. Dan Marley hustle award. Yes. Yeah. But the absolute, my hottest take, because I, I know a lot of people are uh, picking Booker and I'll be honest, I didn't think too much about the teams, but my hottest take Grayson Allen sportsman of the year. The Sportsmanship Award, Grayson Allen. Let's Let's make it happen, Suns fans. There's one guy that deserves it. It's the, hey, look at my face. My dad's a lawyer. Grayson Allen.
0: Yeah, you know, I think you guys hit on a lot of them. I think Book and KD are actually going to be first team All-NBA. I think because of the number of wins that we have, and how good Bradley Beal is going to be. I think he's actually going to make the third team All-NBA. I think all three of those guys are going to be All-Stars. You know, Beal might have to get in as an injury replacement. But just because they do tend to go with the uh, people on the best teams, I think Bradley Beal will get in one way or another. Um, I think we're going to have one other guy at All-Star Weekend. We've got to have someone in the three-point competition this year. And I think it's going to be Yuta the shooter. Put him in there. I like it. And uh, I think you guys hit on it. Uh, you guys have to put money down on Devin Booker for MVP this year. You know, the Suns are going to be the best team in the NBA. Devin Booker's going to be the leading scorer that we said. And so put that money down. But as far as wins, how many wins and what seed do you think we'll get, John?
2: 56-26, number one seed. Okay, Jake. 58 wins number one
0: seed. All right.
2: Zach Zach Keith, like 36 <laughs> playing game.
1: He'll be jerk. I was gonna go 58.
0: <laughs> no, you know, I've been thinking 60 the whole time. I'm gonna go even higher than that now because I like it. You know, we did the DeAndre Ayton trade. We brought in a big man who's gonna be more consistent. I've seen that the guys backing up Nurkic, Eubanks, and Metu are really quality backup bigs. And the depth on the rest of the roster is really quality. We're not like the Lakers where they have a lot of big men but no guards. Their pieces don't quite fit right. We have depth all throughout the roster. If we have injuries, you know we can sustain it. This is the best Suns team that we have ever had. And so I think we have to go higher than the team two years ago. I'm going to say 65 wins for the Suns. What do you guys think about that? Can you dig it?
1: I, like, I do think what's going to help with us is the new rule about um, uh, time management, load management, uh, about essentially pressuring players to play if healthy. That's actually going to be helpful to this team. As we saw kind of in the preseason, maybe one guy's off for a night, but the other stars are supposed to be ex- playing. I think we'll see that more often in the regular season, which will help make something like that possible.
2: I think Keith's hanging out of the boom, boom room at the end of the bar with Yuda and he's taking some shots. Cause you're drunk. No, I, I hope you're right. That's all I have to say. I hope you're right. I think over the, uh, what the season is, unfortunately injuries are going to happen. This is a team that is unbelievably injury prone. And it's something that is going to negate us from getting to that 65. So that's the only reason I didn't go higher, just because, I mean, even our backups have injury history. So there's going to be some uh, a couple runs in there where we're just trying to survive, just like last year. It's like the dog days of January slash February. You're just trying to get it through at that time. Uh, And, again, I hope that you're right, and I hope that I am unbelievably wrong.
0: Well, you know, I'm not completely alone because Howard in the chat says 62 wins, so he's drinking the Kool-Aid, too you know, the regular season doesn't really matter. It's all about the playoffs. When we get to the second round and the Western Conference Finals, those last two rounds to try to get to the finals, who are the two teams in the West that we're going to have to get through to make it to the finals? John?
2: Uh, Western Conference is probably going to end up being Denver. I think that they'll end up being the number two seed, so obviously we can't play them until the Western Conference Finals. Uh, And then who gives a shit outside of that? I mean, I think that – OKC is going to surprise some some teams uh, this season I know that you're high on you're much much higher on the Kings than I am uh, I think that again another great regular season team but if they have a good regular season I don't think they have what it takes in the playoffs to their lack of uh, defensive ability uh, but I'll, I'll say that second round we're playing OKC and then we're going through Denver in route to playing ultimately a rematch against the Milwaukee Bucks in that NBA Finals and
1: and i'll just uh counter a little bit to me the regular season does matter for two reasons one i do want to see us get as many wins as possible because two i want us to get as many home games as possible because this is it this is as you point out keith the best suns team we've ever had on paper suns fans need to get to see this team as often as they can so more home games for us absolutely want to see it so to me if you're not number 1 got to be number 2 you got to get the, the home uh, court advantage as often as you can uh, i'm expecting uh that the warriors will probably be met in the second round and i would just love to see the shootout uh, between the the warriors and the suns in a seven game series yeah. and then i think yeah i think we'll take uh, i think we'll have to go face denver and it's okay, Denver. Everyone has to lose some time. And, and uh, you had a great run one year, solid. And uh, But it's time for us. Uh, we're we're going to go take our one
2: year. One in a row. <laughs> whenever, whenever I play golf and I, I I hit like a par, I'm like, one in a row, baby. Because I never hit two in a row.
0: I wanted to be really spicy and say that the Nuggets would fall out of the four or five seed and we would see them in the second round. But, you know, they still have a great home court advantage up there. They still have the MVP. So I'm going to give them, you know, at least the three seed, maybe the two seed. So in the second round, we're going to be playing a four or five seed. I think that's going to be the winner of the Grizzlies versus the Lakers. And I think that's going to be a great seven game series. But I think that's going to be the Grizzlies. I trust them more than the Lakers. I like their roster a little bit better as long as Jaw is not being a shooter out there. You know, I think it's going to be the Grizzlies in the second round. And then, as you all say, we're going to have to play the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. I think they are going to be playing the Kings in the 2-3 series. But uh, we're going to have to get through the Nuggets. And uh, I think we will. I think we're going to be in the finals this year. But, uh, you know, let's uh, wrap it up and just tell us where we can find you and uh, any last thoughts you have as we head into the the warriors and the lakers next week john
2: well you can find me outside of the boom boom room i haven't been invited in don't know if i want to go in yet a little scary you know Luca's mom's kind of intimidating uh who knows what's going on with that snatch but i will say floor is you sticky. Can, the floor's a little sticky <laughs> uh you know maybe i can come in and i can work in the as, as the janitor of the boom boom room you know just going around don't your little with the toilet Yeah, just doing a lot of Charlie work, you know, as they say on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So maybe I can do that. Uh, But you can follow me at Darth Voida on the Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And, of course, watch the Suns Jam Session live after every single fucking game this season. Let's go, Suns. unbelievable. Oh
1: and and i moved uh to my computer and i'm just about dead because i had to move my computer to get stronger. you're about
0: internet.
1: to but die i am about to die so i don't want to Dude. do this
2: live so i'll just say
1: follow me on twitter at fallen founder grayson allen let's make him the sportsmanship award winner of this year let's get it done
2: send the paramedics to iowa <laughs> jake's about to die because he's a jerk that's <laughs> the jerk death jerk death he died dirt, he
0: jerk, he deserves death. that yes And, you know, Charles is asking in the chat, the in-season tournament, do we win? Absolutely. Why not? You know, we're the most competitive team anyways. Uh, But thanks so much, John. I think
2: Jake Jake just died.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, he was a jerk anyway. (laughs) Taps. There you go. Thanks so much, John, for coming on. You know, when we scheduled this, We didn't realize you were going to have to do pods four days in a row, man. I'm here for it. You go just as hard as Book and KD, man. We really appreciate that.
2: (laughs) No, of course. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I love talking Sun, so ain't no thing.
0: And everyone, make sure to check out Sun's Jam on YouTube. Become a Jamster. Uh, These guys have the best drops in the game. They've been making a lot of great YouTube shorts videos lately. They're so creative. They're doing their big jammies awards tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. And, uh, you know, check us out here on Suns Planet every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. We go live on YouTube and Facebook. You can check us out on any podcast app. Smash that like button, of course. And uh, I really hope that we beat the Lakers and the Warriors both uh, next week because, you know, we hate both of those teams. it would be a fun –
2: be a, be a fun topic on Suns Planet if you're talking about wins over the Lakers and the Warriors. That's for damn sure.
0: Amen. And also on the best post game pod, Suns Jam. Makes life so with, easier. With that, Al, take us home. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay with us as the Suns get set to shine here on their home court. Here's Perry. The car heard. Here's the jump shot. Good.
2: Al McCoy with you courtside. Comes up a three. Tuesday he ties it. A D A. and Tim up here. Oh, happy right.
0: Yeah, I know it's the wall. But happy birthday, baby. Here's Cameron Payne out on top. Durant three pointer straight away. Tuesday. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone in this arena this afternoon, to all of those that are watching and listening on radio and TV. A thank you for allowing me to tell the story of the Suns for 51 great years. That pretty much wraps things up here. And uh, for one last time, this is Al McCoy saying thanks for being there. Thanks for being with us tonight. And from the Footprint Center here in downtown Phoenix, we'll just say so long for now.